<laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. My name is Dr. Georgia Picard, and I am here with the lovely and prophetic co-host, Sherry Shoemaker. Sherry, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks, Georgia. Good to be here. So I wanted to take this episode and do a little introduction just about both of us and who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing this before we really get into the meat of what we're talking about. So this is the Hidden Mountain, God's Plan for Health and Healing and Healthcare. And I think it's really important for us to remember that God's job is healing and our job is to be healthy and to work as vessels for him to use his healing through. So I went to engineering school and then I did a master's in global medicine and public policy. I went to medical school. Um, and right after that, I actually went into industry and saw the whole business side of medicine with devices and products and pharmaceuticals. And the Lord was like, wait, 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 wait. I have something else. <laughs> and it really started showing me how he designed the body to work and how he designed healthcare to run. And that really a lot of the things that we want to know and need to know and are desperately crying out for are actually in the Bible. So when I read the Bible, I kind of read it through the eyes of Luke and what he might see as a physician and how he might minister healing or even things like blessings and curses, um, conditional reasons for healing, things that we need to do to apprehend our healing, uh, things that can come over a nation that can affect our healing or not. And my goal really um, going on this journey with you is for you to figure out how God wants to build healthcare structures and institutions. And we don't have that. We don't have a godly model for what healthcare and what medicine looks like. So I hope that you continue to follow me as we follow Jesus. And I'll have Sherry say hi, and then we'll talk a little bit more about this hidden mountain. Hi there, everybody. Um, yeah, it's just an honor to be here with Georgia. I just believe in the calling that God has placed on her heart and on her life. And, um, you know, I'm just walking on this journey of of asking the Lord how we can partner with what he's doing in all these different areas. And I just, yeah, I really, really believe that this medical medical um, topic, this, this hidden mountain that Georgia's talking about is really... Um, on God's heart, and He wants to reveal to His people His plans for, for this. So, yeah, it's good to be here. I am so glad that you're here. Sherry is a prophetic coach. She is very, very, very insightful, and you will love all of the little nuggets that she is going to bring to this podcast. So, Sherry, tell people how they can get in contact with you if they want to email you or talk to you. Um, I have a prophetic um, breakthrough in advancing um, coaching practice, and they can go to um, www.changingtheatmosphere.com, all lowercase, and uh, that's my website, and I love to walk people through breakthrough and just uh, help them get further faster in what God has called them to do in this life. I love that. Please email her. She is so sweet and kind, and she will definitely take the time to email you back. And if you want to email me at all, you can email me through my website, contact at thelightfirm.com. Um, and if you want to give to the ministry of the podcast at all, we super appreciate it. It's very expensive to do things like this. You can do that through Venmo or Cash App at Dr. Georgia Live or at PayPal at Dr. Georgia. 
So I'm not sure how many of you, I'm sure hoping that a lot of you, because I hope I'm talking to the remnant, have heard of the seven mountains. And it's basically a vision for what God wants to see and do in these seven really big areas of the world. They include religion, family, education, government, media, arts, entertainment, business, um, and family. And I remember when I first saw all these mountains, I immediately was struck with, hey, where is the healthcare mountain? Because healthcare is very much institutionalized in pretty much every you know big uh, nation of the world. You have NHS in the UK, you have Health Canada, America is on our way. Sherry's in Canada, by the way, I'm in the States. Um, we are very much on our way to a more institutionalized, socialized form of medicine. You can already see people having increased wait times and difficulty finding providers. Um, and that's just not God's plan. I also have observed in the body of Christ that people kind of use healthcare two ways. Either they totally forget that God exists and they just use their doctors kind of like everyone else, which is also not the way God intended, or they treat physicians, you know, especially in the charismatic movement, you know, like they're the antichrist and they're going to kill them and pump them full of pick all your favorite nasty things. Um, and just want to make money off of you. And I can assure you that is also not true. Now, there are obviously practitioners who are very motivated by money, um, but the system as a whole was not designed in that capacity. And it definitely was not designed um, for the volume of people that are sick. We're not supposed to be as sick as we are. And that's part of God's plan for making sure that we don't need to use those systems. And when we do, we use them correctly. So when I was talking to Sherry about this, I was like, you know, I really feel like this mountain is missing. And not only is it missing, listening to a lot of the prophetic voices and people that we hear on a regular basis, I feel like this mountain has been hidden for a time such as this. And when Sherry and I were talking, she made this like really beautiful illustration of that. And um, Sherry, would you mind sharing with everyone like what you saw when we were talking about this hidden mountain? I could do my best, George. I don't know if I remember exactly what I said to you, but it was just as Georgia was describing, you know, just this, this, just this, um, you know, why in the world is this not a mountain that has been talked about? I just really saw that God had sort of hidden it between Georgia. Is this when I was talking about sort of, there was a cloud and yeah, and you fog. had like a vision of it. Yeah. Yeah. Share your and vision. So it, this picture of, you know, it's there, but people can't see it yet because God has hidden it. And there's a reason that he's hidden it um, because there's a, there's a timing that he's going to bring it into light and bring it clear to other people. The other thing that you said that I thought was so profound in thinking about this now, Sherry and I actually came up with the hidden mountain independently. Like I had come up with that. And then she ended up saying the same thing that she felt like it was a hidden mountain is that Unlike every other one of those mountains, this mountain actually is supernatural. It is mm -hmm. not a natural, visible institution or structure that already exists that we can go invade because it actually requires the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit in right. order for it to function, in order for it to work. I can't just build a building and say, okay, here's hospital. And we're going to only do things the way that we do them in the natural because that's not the plan. And while we can get divine insight and divine wisdom and revelation, we need all of those things for every other mountain. 
we're actually reliant on the Holy Spirit for this mountain to function and for us to minister healing and minister it in a powerful, powerful way. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about why this mountain has been hidden for so long. Uh, we'll talk about the supernatural nature of it. We'll talk about um, even needing physicians and healthcare providers to be saved for this mountain to function. They are by and large, some of the most miserable people in the world. And it's a product of their training, a product of their environment. It's very stressful. It's competitive. Um, It requires a lot of sacrifice from them. And what happens whenever you commit yourself that strongly to something, and particularly if you're in an environment of excellence, you see God all around you, but you mistakenly think you're God or your colleagues Mm. are God or your institution is God because you've actually never met God, even though you see him everywhere. And part of the deliverance that needs to happen because the Lord came to redeem everything to himself, that means institutions also and groups of people and mass, is that we need to be able to show in a powerful and tangible with data way that God actually does move and he does do things um, to bring these people that are gifted and anointed with wisdom and revelation that the Lord gave them about the human body. Um, about how to use that in a way that's holy and pure. Mm-hmm. So that is our introduction. Sherry, do you want to add anything or say anything else before we jump right into our first episode? No, I think that's good, George. I have a couple a couple thoughts, but I don't know if it'll take us off in the wrong direction. So I'm going to let you... Oh, no, there's no wrong directions. I want you to talk. You have free space here. I value your input. We need it. Our listeners need it. So please speak. Yeah, no, I was just thinking while you were talking um, about how we've had conversations just, um, you know, about the gift that a doctor is. And I just, that was really, really super impacting to me. And I feel like, I feel like you're probably going to cover it anyways. But um, I was just thinking of that special gift, how you talk about doctors having that um, special anointing. And you just sort of breezed over it there as you were talking. And I wonder if you can just go a little bit deeper into that you know, that calling on doctors. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Lives. Yeah. The human body is so complicated. It is so intricate. It is full of thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of little machinery. And if that's not overwhelming enough, there's actually more bacterial cells in and on your body than your own cells. There is no doubt that we were created divinely and it takes very specific wiring of the human brain to actually understand the volume, number one, and the complexity of how these things work together. What a lot of doctors like to do is argue with each other about, you know, whose system is the best or the most important or that kind of thing. That's really inconsequential. Um, But they definitely have a gift. I can tell you for sure. There most people cannot hang. They cannot make it through four years of pre-med undergrad training, four plus years of medical school, four to seven or even more years of postgraduate training and residency, and then full-time practice in clinical medicine. It's just too much. It's too much work. It's too much information. It's too much sacrifice. Um, And not to downplay the other members of our healthcare team, because they're very important. They have a role and they learn their own really critical aspects of the body. Um, 
but it is there is a divine ability that God gave physicians to understand the human body and how it functions. And there is no amount of Googling that a lay person is going to do where they will understand that. And I'm sorry to be really forward about it, but it's the truth. I have people tell me all the time things that they Googled or treatments or therapies or remedies for things. And I I just want to be like, you have no idea what you don't know. Mm-hmm. You're, you're taking a piece of information completely out of context of understanding how this unit functions together in the way God designed it to function. And I actually believe, you know, God picked a doctor on purpose. He could have picked anyone. He picked a physician who contributed two very significant books of the Bible um, and maybe a third <laughs> based on my understanding of the Greek. But um, it's just something that I feel like we don't respect in the body of Christ. We don't look at physicians as gifts. We don't understand how to draw their knowledge out of them and mm-hmm. combine that with the divine because they have information for you if you know how to get it out of them and if you know how to use it with what God gave you or whatever insight he gave you. I'll give you an example. So I hear a lot of people, again, I'm going to pick on the charismatic movement because this is where I hear these things the most. Um, They'll say something like, oh, well, I don't want to accept this OCs. There's no diagnoses or OCs or anything like that. The doctor's reports are canceled. They're not true, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not saying that we should partner with versions of truth that aren't the truth, right? Jesus is the truth. He healed you is the truth. You are healed and delivered and set free. We just have to figure out how to walk it out. That is the truth. However, having a medical provider give you a diagnosis, which really is just a name. It doesn't mean anything else. It means you have a name. Mm-hmm. That means you have a pathophysiology. That means you have a metabolic derangement. It means you have a structure. It means you have a function. And it means you have really valuable information to pray into, to fast into, to get healing about, um, to look at other options for. Mm-hmm. But if you don't actually know what your body is doing wrong, I don't know how you're supposed to fix it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And I feel like we just reject things because we don't like it or we think it's demonic or we think that, you know, it's pharmacia related and people are trying to pump us full of drugs. And I don't, you know, I want to be really clear. There are elements of that that are absolutely true. Um, but there is nothing intrinsically wrong with having information. If you don't want to look at the information, even with ourselves, right? If I don't let the Holy Spirit search me and convict me and pull things out of me, I don't know how I can expect to get healed whole and set free. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with your body. Oh, I don't know what's wrong. So I'm going to go see 27 naturopaths. And then maybe I'll go see a general practitioner. And then maybe I'll go see a nurse. And then maybe I'll go do this instead of just finding out what's actually wrong. I hear that a lot. (laughs) And it's very, very frustrating. Um, And I think, honestly, some of it's fear too, right? We don't want to know what's really wrong. Right. We don't want to deal with what's really wrong. It might be my fault, (laughs) you know, or, oh my gosh, there might be a generational thing I have to deal with. Or, oh no, is this terminal? 
you know, or, oh no, is God who he says he is? Right. And I think we struggle with a lot of those questions too. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Georgia, that you're saying, you know, like there's things behind us um, avoiding and we want to push blame onto somebody else for something we don't even have the information for yet. So I think that's a key um, point that you're making. I hear a lot of really well-respected people in the healing movement, and I want to be really clear to our listeners too. I've taken pick your favorite healing minister. I've taken their class. I have been to a crusade. <laughs> I have read their book or sat under them in some capacity and yielded to the knowledge and authority that God gave them because there is definitely a gift that goes with healing for sure. I don't want to downplay that. Um, but even they say things about doctors that are just like so vile, <laughs> you know, and so critical and not honoring. Um, dishonoring, yeah. I was just thinking that. And I, I I, don't think there is any craft, unless what you're doing is actually overtly demonic. There is no craft, um, especially one where God has literally said, I'm giving you understanding of what I call the holy temple. That should be received with such dishonor. Mm-hmm. And we also have to not be weird. Yeah, I think that is... That's the other thing, mm -hmm. right? A big part of why physicians, you know, butt heads with Christians is because we're weird. Mm. It didn't used to be weird. It used to be totally normal for your doctor to pray at your bedside with you or for a right. pastor to come visit you in the hospital, you know, or for you to have your rosary or whatever your faith is with you. And mm -hmm. we've turned it into this super weird thing that doesn't right. need to be weird. So they reject it and reject you and actually the validity of whatever you're believing for, because you don't present it in a way that's intelligent. Mm -hmm. And not that the divine and supernatural needs to be intelligent, but there is, there is a power in marrying God's gift to us to use our brains to the fullest capacity that we have and also walking in the spirit. Yeah, I think it's super, just listening to you talk, I just see the, um, how do I say it? I see the gift that you are to the body of Christ and the, the bridge um, that you are becoming um, for those of us who don't have that gift. Georgia, what do you call that gift? I know I've heard you talk about it before that doctors have. I think it comes from a scripture that you talk about it. Oh, I don't remember. I'll have to think Do you know about what I'm it. talking about? It's like a, it's, you talk about doctors having this, I don't know if it's a divine skill. I don't know what it is, but it's. I, so the Bible talks about having divine wisdom. And so right. people think that they have divine wisdom about everything and they don't. So our ability to understand the body is divine. When I yeah. look at a piece of sheet music, I'm like, this is Korean. I have, I have right. no capacity. A, B, A, that's it. I'm done. You know, I don't even know what the little squiggly thing is called. That it, you have a gift I don't have. <laughs> right. I'm not going to try to have your gift. That's right. Like, you can hear things in sound. I will never hear. Right. Right. You can create something with the Lord that I cannot create. 
right? Mm -hmm. And just as precise as a surgeon is with their hands or as detailed as an internist may be with how they're looking at all the things in your body, that is a gift. That is a divine gift from God. And our job in the body of Christ is not to try to take that away from them. It's to use it and to use Mm -hmm. them and to bring them with us. Can you imagine if like even 25% of the doctors in the world were saved? Wow. How how profound that would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What they would be doing and building, how they would reveal their creator. There are so many little things, I mean, that we don't even have explanations for that can only be divine. I'm sure you've heard of things like um, the light that comes off at conception, right? Mm -hmm. So where did that energy come from, right? Yeah. Can you just say real quick, say what it, I knew, so when, I, I when, a sperm, when a sperm and an egg are, are fertilized, when an egg is fertilized by a sperm, there is actually visible light that is released from the egg. That is, in a physics principle, really not possible because there's nothing through which that matter and that light could, and that energy could have been created. But this visible light, a lot of people believe that are believers anyway, that it's God, it's divine. It's God now injecting his spirit into that life, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's alive now. I don't care what the rest of you say. It's alive now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not alive when it comes out. (laughs) No, I agree. I am in full agreement with you. Um, So there's just so many little things. I remember when I was in college, I'll I'll post this video if I can find it in the podcast description for you guys. It's called The Life of the Cell. I don't know if you'll be able, it's a very old video. And I was in college and I watched this video and I, I think I had like just got saved. I got saved when I was 19. And I remember watching this like, oh my God, God is real. There's no way. There's literally little machines in our body that walk and carry packages around and talk to each other with chemicals. There's just no way. How could we be so arrogant Mm -hmm. to think that we have control or created these things? Mm -hmm. And like I said, physicians and scientists, I've done a lot of research um, in, in private practice and clinical practice in the business world. There is no way that you cannot just look at the things that function naturally and how they function and and know that God is real. And the complexity, we can't even keep up with the amount of information that we're getting. We think we know something and then like four years later, we have to rewrite literally all of our textbooks. If I went to go take my molecular biology textbook from college and put it next to one that some 20-year-old is reading today, they wouldn't even have the same stuff in them. Right. Maybe on a really basic level, but just the vastness of what we're just figuring out how to discover is amazing. Even the hum- the human genome project. So we wanted to se- sequence the entire human genome. All of the doctors and like governing bodies in the world got together and they had to decide if this was ethical, right? Because we're like, we don't even know if we can do this. Like, is this something we should do? And they decided it was ethical. I'm pretty sure this was in the late 70s. And it took until the 90s for the whole world to build the technology just to do it. Wow. 
And then they did it in a few years, but it took 20 years just to build PCR machines and rapid sequencing and all the things that we need to do just so that we can count every single piece of human DNA. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. And now we can do it in a couple hours, (laughs) which is also crazy. But we have to think about that too. Where are the limits? Where are the limits to where God says, ah, no more. Now you're building a tower of Babel. Right. But a lot of ethical things, a lot of things. There's so many things. The Bible has so many things. I'm like, we're going to be able to talk about this forever. Um, And I hope like people really get good nuggets out of these things because God has given us so much in the book of instruction. Yeah, that's awesome, Georgia. I think what I was, you know, like what I started saying before and, and I sort of didn't finish that. Um, was this divine wisdom that God has given to doctors, the calling that he's placed upon their life, um, the responsibility that they carry along with, you know, like I, I see that that the beauty in you um, dovetailing these, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, like healing and the supernatural with all of that divine wisdom, it's not separate. And I love, you are, you are the first doctor. I've ever met that speaks this way, or I've ever heard of that speaks. I don't this know way. any. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, this is the beginning of this mountain of healthcare, you know, just the, the clouds parting and God revealing this side of himself. That's like all of creation is longing to see this. Mm-hmm. And I believe that mm-hmm. you're a forerunner in this, um, in this movement and that, um, because you've done the work, because you understand, you know, the, the calling on your life and because you worked so hard for so many years to, to get that divine wisdom. And you've also, like you said, you know, name and a healer, you know, I've been there. I've been to their crusade. I, you understand that there's more to health than, you know, just one. And it seems like it's always, it always, the scale always tips one way or the other, exactly right. like you were saying right. at the beginning, right? It's either this or it's it's like, no, there's so many aspects. Like you've brought up deliverance, you've brought up healing, you've brought up, you know, medicine, you've brought up just the wisdom to know how to deal with something because you have a word for what it is now and you can start to to plan on how you're going to live better. I don't know. There's just so much. And it's so exciting for me to witness what God is doing through your life, you know, and, you know, we have no idea. We, we have no idea where this is going to go, you know, and how how much he is waiting for someone to say yes. Right. Who's going to pick this up? <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah. going to do this? And even all yeah. those things that you just said, Sherry, when we don't, when we decide that we're not going to engage in an entire set of options, we've put God in a box. We basically mm. said, you can you can act and you can heal me, but it's got to be like this. That's right. I want yeah. it on my terms. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it this other way. That's right. And, and that also limits the ability for us to actually hear from the Holy Spirit. Because if we're asking a question and we've already predetermined what the set of answers could possibly be, you're not going to hear if the answer right. is something that's not that. Right. You know? So... For one person, it could be, get this. 
for another person, it could be like, oh no, don't do that at all. It's going to really hurt you for this reason. And it's going to be different for everybody. And God's going to move differently for each person. But we have to be humble enough to actually have all of the things open and available Uh for God to work through. Now there are, we should talk about, there's two that I know of. At Bethel, they're actually very honoring to physicians. They, as part of their leaders network, they, I haven't seen them have this meeting in a while, but they used to have a meeting that was for healthcare providers, um, really to minister to them. Oh, that's awesome. You can't just say you're a Christian. I remember when I was in med school, I went to church and I was like terrified. I was terrified that somebody who knew me would like see me. You know, mm. and I got trained at like, I went to Johns Hopkins in case anyone's wondering if you want to Google me, go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, I went to a very prestigious and also liberal institution. So like we were trained that if somebody told you that God told them to do something, they were crazy. That is literally how I was trained. If they wanted to like wow. pray to their God, you had to just take a step back. And be like, okay, we'll see how that goes, you know? Yeah. Um, just very dishonoring to faith. And and I think a lot more physicians are actually being trained that way, especially, like I said, in, in conservative institutions, not the case. I have friends of mine who went to, you know, more more conservative places and it was totally fine. But if you're at a liberal school, that's the party line, is that they're crazy leave them alone, <laughs> do not engage um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Except if you're Muslim, of course, then you get a concession for everything in America, which I totally don't understand, but we'll talk about that some other time. Um, but but yeah, we have to be able to hear and see and have options. The other thing that's really interesting and what I'm hoping will also come from this big movement, this big steamrolling of this mountain getting uncovered is there mm-hmm. is a group of PhDs who document medical miracles, and they are very specifically interested in data. I want to see a post x-ray that shows that that hardware got dissolved. I want to see some follow-up labs that tell me that your hemoglobin A1C is normal. And the body of Christ needs to become okay with this. You, You need to be willing. Now, we're not throwing fleeces at God. That's not what I'm saying. You have your healing. Keep it apprehended. But if your body is healed, there mm-hmm. should be clinical evidence. That's so good. Yeah, I know you've mentioned that to me before, and I never even thought of that. I've actually had a healing years, years ago that the doctor, you know, when she was talking to me, she said, wow, like, well, if this couldn't have happened because, you know, if you had what you thought you had, you would not be here talking to me right now. And she said, you know, like, what stopped this from happening? Like, what stopped it? Why did it change? You know, everything you're describing to me is this horrible thing. And I said, I prayed and I fell asleep and I woke up and I was okay. And she was just like, you know, she, you could tell she was visibly, like she said, it sounds like you're pretty lucky. Like, it sounds like you might've had a miracle, but I didn't even think Georgia to, to document, like say, Hey, you know, like, can we, can we document this? Because I didn't have the proof that it, you know what I mean? Right. Like I, I just talked myself out of it. I didn't even think of sharing that with her, but that's like a, a real key 
for us to be willing to open our mouths, even at the even at the cost of possibly being labeled crazy. Right. Because who cares right? what they think anyway? Who and can we right. talk to though that won't think we're crazy? Like who are the people that you were describing before? Where do you find them? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm working on it. I'm trying to build a network of physicians who will not think that you're insane. This is going to be very difficult and it's going to cost a lot of money and it's going to take a long time. Um, but okay. that is one of the things I would love to to have. Um, the other thing with, with that point, because I think it's really important to just hone in on this for a second, is that Christians think that we're kind of challenging God when we do things like this. And that's not what you're doing you're bringing him to people and especially a doctor. If a doctor looks at an x-ray and in x-ray one, you had your lower right lobe removed in an x-ray two, you have a new lung that is irrefutable evidence that you had a miracle. And there is actually literature on medical miracles. There's literature on prayer and healing and how people have faster healing and more healing whenever they pray or are prayed for. So it's not, we have to really change how we think about what we're doing and why we're doing it is to actually bring the kingdom. Yeah, that's great. That's our job. Our Mm -hmm. job is to be walking testimonies, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And I need to be able to say, here is my testimony. For everyone to see and everyone to read and to laugh in Satan's face and to show physicians, no, 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 you didn't do anything. <laughs> you mm-hmm. you helped, you participated. But when God really shows up somewhere, we need to be able to say, no, 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 that was my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so important. I love that. I love that point. And uh, yeah, and I love that you you are able to help us understand as non-doctors how, I mean, I know that you've said before that there's doctors that are, you believe are hoping that it's real. You know, they just, they're, it's mm-hmm. like something inside of them is saying, this can't be like what you were talking about, all of these intricacies and all of these things in our body there. It's just like they, it's like they know, but some of them need to really have that proof and that evidence, right? Because mm-hmm. they're so, you know, they've been taught that way. They don't just want to believe it because, you know, it's a feeling that they have that there's right. something more to this, right? They want that evidence. We're not born with a God complex. Wrong. We're born sinners, but we're trained to be that way. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, very important. And even, you know, the very tiny group, a friend of mine, she's an ICU nurse and um, her husband's also an ICU nurse. And they are very aware that they're on a battlefield, right? They are mm-hmm. doing the work of ministry. Every single day, not only with the acuity with which they understand how to save people's lives in a critical moment, but they're praying, they're interceding, they're looking to see what angels are doing, they're casting things out of people. I mean, like they're doing real work. Wow. You know, we think work is Christian work is (laughs) we went to church on Sunday. That's not work. We think it's we do things that are nice and kind and generous that anyone can do. That's not work. 
Yeah, it's a small part of it. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they're doing more work. And even, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know surgeons that'll tell me angels they've seen in the operating room. Mm -hmm. I know the Lord showed me one very specific case. I'll talk about it some other time. It's a longer story where I know that if I wasn't in the operating room, that lady would have died. Um, And I don't even know, you know, I was, I was saved at the time, but not like super saved (laughs) like I am now. But he was just showing me like what was possible because I said yes. And because I was there and how he could minister. And we have to just be thoughtful that even when we're going about our day, like, why am I here? Why are we at this store? Did you send me here for somebody else? Like, I know I need milk, but why are we here? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I hope that, you know, we're just more thoughtful of the lost and broken world around us, in addition to apprehending, you know, whatever we need for ourselves, because this is really big. This is a big mountain. And Mm -hmm. and I know in America, I'm sure in Canada with Trudeau, it's the same. There's a lot of political talk, right? It's all about family. It's all about politics. It's all about, um, you know, getting Hollywood cleaned up. And I'm like, where where are the people that Jesus can move through? And bring healing and where are the brave ones? Mm-hmm. You so. do, right? You need courage and bravery to step out in a place where other people are sort of just going with the way it's always been. Or, you know, sometimes it's easier to just write write a, a whole side of things off so that you don't have to face that fear and that, um, you know, figuring those things out. What does this look like? A lot of Christians too, which is really sad, and hopefully we'll get through some of this um, mm-hmm. through this journey we're going to go on together. They they read the Bible and they know what it says, but they don't believe it. They don't believe that healing is for today, or healing is for them today, or that we're commanded to heal and cast right. things out of people. And I really want people to know enough to be empowered to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not scary. It's not weird. There's no like special, you know, protocol, but you do need to know some things. This is not the wild, wild west. You're going to hurt people <laughs> if you just, right. you know, go wild, wild west at it. And so I really hope that we become a more mature bride together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that is exactly what God is is after in his body right now. And just, you know, all the turmoil that we've seen in the world around us and that's going on. I mean, he he wants his bride to mature. He wants us to be one. He wants us to to grow. Like it's not okay, like you're saying, to just be nice people, right? I mean, that's right. been it's sort of okay. that's been the standard, you know, to being a Christian for a lot of years now. Nice is and I'm not saying for every, every person, but in general, right? In a lot of in a lot of churches, it's okay as long as you're being a nice person and like you said, you're generous and you're kind. And yeah, that's part of it, but it's not us setting ourselves apart for, you know, taking territory, taking taking action in the kingdom. Well. Let's take a stop here only because we're getting really long on time and I want to record our actual next episode. Um, If you have any questions about anything, 
about the podcast, about me, about Sherry, about healing, about the Bible, about doctors, you have a disease, you have a question, you feel like you're being mismanaged, literally anything, please email me. Um, contact at thelightfirm.com. I will respond to your email and or read it on air if it's something I think that everyone um, could benefit from. So I don't want you to feel like this is a not engaging environment or a place where we, Sherry and I genuinely want to help people. Um, So please feel free to do that. We are going to be in Hosea 4, if you want to read ahead (laughs) for what we're doing on our next episode. And Sherry, do you have anything else you want to say before we say bye? Um, No, I don't think so. I think I'm just looking forward to what comes next. So yeah, thank you for having me here. Blessings, everybody. Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week.